now. Hey, it's your girl Cheryl. Welcome back to Shades of Strong, where we are talking about all the things that shape, make, and sometimes break the strong black woman. And once again, I am super excited to have you tuned in. Listen, guys, we are doing something a little different today. Instead of bringing you a new episode, I am bringing you an episode that I released during season one, which is one of my favorite episodes where we have a guest on Mr. Rob Badgett, who is talking about strong black women and the men who love them. So I am bringing that to you today because once again, it's one of my favorite episodes and I think you'll enjoy it as well. So tune in, but the process is still the same. I still want to hear from you. So when you finish listening to the episode or even while you're listening to the episode, hop over to Twist to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tell me what you think about the episode. And you can also leave us a message on our website at shadesofstrong.com. And remember, we are Shades of Strong across all platforms. All right. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Talk soon. Now, I know we usually have females all up and through here, but today I have a really special guest. We are going to bring some male perspective into the conversation. So today I have with me Mr. Rob Batchett. How are you today, Rob? I am well, and yourself, how are you? Absolutely wonderful, and I am so excited to have you here. So what does it feel like to be on an all-female podcast? <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, a few months back, I, had, um, I was on a, a female podcast, and I don't know what it is. It's just like my male voice that sounds... <laughs> Super but of course, <laughs> or, or what? But it was three. It was three hosts in the room, and they were just going. And I was like, "Listen, do I get food after this? Because I am emotionally exhausted." <laughs> <laughs> what? Because <laughs> <laughs> I had I had the uh, answer for the entire male population. I was like, "This right. is a, a pretty big weight that you got me coming here." And then it's all the questions, and I mean, it's cool. I, I enjoy it. I feel like some of what I share is for the female population. So, oh, I'm absolutely, happy. we're always yeah. looking for some male feedback. So, before we dive into our conversation, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, why you do it, and all okay. that good stuff. Okay. Well, my name is Rob Badgett, aka Be Free. I'm an artist. A speaker, author, and educator. And my desire is to really just create content that really helps people to produce a transformation in their life. Sometimes mm. that content that I create, it's in book form. Sometimes it might be in a podcast. Sometimes it might be in a curriculum. Whatever it is, it's usually kind of the same theme, which is empowerment, which is where my name or alias comes from, which is Be Free, which is to be filled, revive, and empowered every day of your life. And that's really kind of my mission and objective, where I find myself ending up at is really wherever the road takes me. So, you know, that's kind of who I am and what I do. But apart from that, I'm a dad raising three children, a little girl and two boys and, you know, just enjoying Netflixing and and all those other kinds of things (laughs) in between. I know you said you were raising a girl and I know you also mentioned in previous conversation that you were raised by a community Mm. of strong Black women from your grandmother, your mother and your aunts and just Black women all around. So what was that like? Man, it's, I think um, it's interesting. I think that's really kind of where my ability to communicate and connect to sisters comes from. I mean, Mm -hmm. because I was raised in a community of that. My grandmother, who's from the South, Alabama, who had a bunch of sisters, um, they migrated up to 
she migrated up to Boston and I uh, gave birth to my mother and several other aunts and uncles. But the dominating force was the women where, you know, you find time in, in the kitchen. It's dialogue, it's conversation, it's faith, it's religion, it's love, it's mm-hmm. old, old school songs and dance right. steps. And, you know, what, what I found was they had love, you know, and sisters had a way of really kind of supporting each other, but often by, you know, just sometimes by default, you know, mm-hmm, uh, right. uncle, uncle Cleophas wasn't doing right. So he had to, <laughs> he had to go and, and then, his, <laughs> then, you know, your sisters were the ones who had your back. Right. So for us, man, you know, coming up in the eighties and you know, a lot of brothers, they, you know, struggled a lot. Uh, so the community that I was raised in was a sisterhood who really, you know, where we, where one moved, the other moved. So right. we, we'd move into apartments, one be on the first floor, the other one would be on the second floor. And it was that, you know, um, that was really my upbringing and, you know, where my roots have really been established. That sounds amazing. So basically your, your experience has been one of Black women supporting each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. So along those same lines, not necessarily from your experience, but what are some of the myths that you have heard as a male about the strong black woman? One of the myths that I've heard is that black, strong black women, that they are not, they they don't have a need where they're not sensitive, that they're just Mm -hmm. cold. They're just not, they have, they're black feminists who don't need a man. It's definitely a myth that I've heard that they don't need anybody but themselves. And, you know, that they're just cold and, you know, kind of emotionless and, mm-hmm. you know, here to compete with the black man. Those are some of the myths that I've definitely heard. And so what, what are your thoughts on that? Have you ever run into a situation mm. where you've had to deal with that? What was that like for you? Yes, I, I have. I mean, um, I find in the marketplace is is where there's just a really a disconnect, you know, in terms of the black man and the black woman, in terms of where we're trying to get to and how we're trying to get there. My personal desire is to see the black family strengthened. Mm-hmm. And, but in order to do that, you have to really consider the things that are trying to tear family apart. And the first thing is what's happening within the relationship with the black man and a black woman. And I mm-hmm. find that often the lack of communication or the lack of understanding is creating a bigger divide where she feels like, you know what, you have failed me a lot. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this without you. You know, I can't depend on you to do what you're supposed to do. So guess what? I can do it without you. And, you know, I can get educated. I can make my own dough. You haven't been a great father to our children. So guess what? I don't need you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what happens is that, you know, family breakdown happens more. And I just feel like things that I've seen have been in those kind of experiences and and seeing that, I think uh, personally, you know, previously I had been married for a while for some years and that didn't work out. And, you know, I was married to a woman who coming into the situation, you know, she was established at the time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there was always kind of this tone of, I don't really need you, but you here though, you know, right? you know, and because if you've established something before the guy comes along, then the sense of independence that you're not Mm -hmm. thinking I need to be codependent for anything because I've already established everything that I need to establish. You're here kind of as an accessory. And it's kind of hard to break through that because it's a mindset, you know? Um, So personally experiencing that and feeling the tone of that was something that really has resonated with me in that uh, understanding. 
And so in that regard, what would you have us to do differently? What would I have you to do differently? <laughs> As a male, what would you what would you have yeah, us yeah. to do differently? Yeah. You know what? I think it, it might sound cliche, but I think a lot of it has to start with forgiveness. And I say that because I feel like we don't know what it's like to be a strong Black woman or a Black woman, period. And mm-hmm. you don't know what it's like to be a Black man. I think the Black man, as we know, we get a bad rap straight out of, out of Jump Street. We just mm-hmm. we're constantly fighting against something that's trying to hold us back. And what that does is, you know, it creates a lifestyle of failure for us. And the first person that's usually failed is the woman that is trying to support us. She feels the aspect of our failure. She mm-hmm. feels it first. And sometimes men are not the best in communicating that. And I think for the faults that he creates or commits against her, I think forgiveness is necessary. I think patience and compassion, man. Like, Mm -hmm. here's the thing. I was talking with um, some brothers of mine yesterday. And one of my mans, he was just like, he was like, look, man. He's like, man, he said, this this life, this walk, it's it's been really hard, man, because, you know, I didn't have anybody showing me how to do this. And then he went forth. He said, we didn't have anybody showing us how to do that. and I think the for a woman to really grasp that, you know, like he has no idea what he's doing and not just recognize that he doesn't have any idea what he's doing, but I'm not going to expose him because he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to be patient with him and understanding that this might take him a little bit more time, mm-hmm. you know, because his thing, women, you guys get things quicker than we do. You know, you have that internal clock of intuition and all those sort of hardwired emotional things that we just don't have. Right. Uh-huh. So, which is why we need you, but use it as a strength, not as something that's going to become a weakness in your relationship. I totally get that because I think as women, we expect you all to know. We mm-hmm. expect you all to have the answers. And when it doesn't happen that way, right. then we rebel against you not knowing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Which is probably not the healthiest thing. Well, it's not the healthiest thing, but I see that a lot. We we just expect more from you all. We we hold you all to a higher standard than we hold ourselves, I think, sometimes. So you're right, because I think internally you you feel like, you know, listen, your job is here to you. I need to feel protected, mm-hmm. not just, you know, physically, but emotionally. Mm-hmm. Because of what I realized recently is that when they talk about a woman's need to feel protected and provided, I didn't, I didn't comprehend that as she senses danger. When you look at things like, okay, well, what does not having a job mean or not producing money mean mm-hmm. for a woman? She's interpreted as, listen, if we lose our housing or where we live, uh-huh. that means I'm not safe. Absolutely. That means something can happen yes. to me. And a yes. woman, you know, for something to happen to a woman, she's like, listen, I'm thinking about my body. I'm thinking uh-huh. about my soul. I'm thinking uh-huh. about my identity. You're putting all that at risk when these things don't happen. But all we see is, well, you know what? I'm trying. Right. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Can't you give me a break? I'm trying. You know, so he he doesn't get the connection because he's not emotionally in tune the way that a woman is, right? So I think that it's important, like I said, that the communication has to has to connect. I think often women, the mistake that they make is they communicate with men in the way that they think that they're going to hear them as a woman. No, you got to speak. You got to speak man language. We don't know man language, (laughs) (laughs) but you want us to know women language, right? (laughs) 
so, we do. <laughs> right, right. So we have to learn to communicate together. You know, Absolutely. you can, t- I can teach you my language. You can teach me your language. But getting back to the point of just expecting men to understand it. One thing I would encourage your listeners to uh, kind of visualize is if you're, if, if somebody rolls up to my daughter, who's eight years old mm-hmm. and is like, here, here's the keys to this car, get in and drive it home. Right. What do you think is going to happen? But then you tell her to drive it home. Not only does she not know how to drive, you tell her to put a blindfold on. The problem is, is that you're going to wreck up everything that you hit until somebody shows you how to drive. Now, you take that in reality. A man with a man, maturity happens when it happens. It doesn't happen at your age. Right. right? So if, if you have a dad who walked in, walked out on you at eight, then you don't know anything from eight until the age that you actually start to learn it. So mm-hmm. don't assume because he turned 40 that automatically he knows how to be a better man in the relationship. Wow, Why? that's deep. You know, he never got it since the mm-hmm. time that his father left out of his life. So right. it's, it's the same thing as, you know, driving a car. You wouldn't expect an eight-year-old to get in the car and just figure it out. He know how to drive it just because, or even with my, uh, my son who's 17, who doesn't mm-hmm. have his, his license yet, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's 17, should I just expect him to know how to drive the car? No, he hasn't learned yet. So I just think that we have to understand, like, you don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. Now, what makes a successful relationship is when each party says, I'm willing to learn how to do that. Unfortunately, we have to, we all have to go through that. We did it wrong first. Yeah. yeah. Now, Now that, I mean... I guess it's just the cycle of life. We did it wrong. And now we realize in hindsight that this is what I should have done differently. But if we could get it like up front, kind of like we're having these conversations now, if we Mm -hmm. could get that up front, then I think that we would see a lot of healthier relationships. So all all of that is really good stuff. So you did say that, that you, that you had a daughter. Is she exhibiting any strong black woman tendencies right now? (laughs) How much time do we have? (laughs) Wow. Man. Oh, oh, every, listen, I forget that she's eight sometimes, you know, but she is all of that. And and like, we had a conversation I was sharing with my uh, social media following about, she had picture day at school and mm-hmm. we went over this whole outfit thing maybe three times before she left the house. And I was like, listen, you know, here's a shirt, you know, that you're going to wear, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I thought it was supposed to be great. I was like, we don't have a gray shirt. This is the white one. And so she goes through her little meltdown. Even as mm-hmm. I'm talking, even as I'm talking to you right now, she's doing a handstand in the middle of the living room. You know, she's by herself. She's entertaining herself because she's super independent and doesn't need an entire crowd to mm-hmm. perform. But, but anyways, um, so we're getting ready and she's just like, I don't like this one. I was like, there's nothing wrong with the shirt. And so first I started off barking. You need to put the shirt on girl. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Mm -hmm. Didn't work. Didn't budge at all. So then I tried number two. Let's try some affirmations. Listen, you're beautiful. You are amazing. (laughs) You know? And then you take that and then now let's apply some touch. Let's rub her back. And, you know, wow. I'm convinced this stuff doesn't change the older you get. It doesn't change. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're all the same. Just, so did she wear the white shirt? Listen, listen, she did not like the shirt. She got to picture day, took the shirt off and put on her jacket to take picture day. Now, oh, I get wow. to the, the teacher tells me she's like, you know, your daughter 
took off the shirt and put on a another shirt. Well, put on her jacket to take the pictures, right? I was like, no. And so when the school was over, I said, why did you do that? She said, I didn't like the shirt. And I was embarrassed. I said, well, who were you embarrassed by? Nobody thought your shirt was bad. Nobody was talking about you. She was like, no, I personally didn't like the shirt. Okay. So I did not want to wear that shirt. And that was just it. Now, that small example is one of thousands that this little girl (laughs) displays. And what I've learned from her is that she's a very unique young lady. She Mm -hmm. is hardwired. She's creative. And if I don't see the world will deem her as she's just oppositional and she always has something to say. And, you know, her teacher, her teacher said something to her that was fascinating, but yet it was a little disturbing. She said to her, she said, you know, your daughter looks at me with no fear. She said, I've never seen an eight-year-old who's just fearless. She looks at me like, wow. she's like, you, she looks at me like, you know, you can say what you want to say, but here's how I feel about it. And she's not afraid of me. She's like, I don't know if that's normal. And I'm like, I was like, it's very normal. But the thing is, I know she is a byproduct of what I fueled into her. I don't right. wait. I don't raise her with the belief of you should be afraid or you should just you know, go with whatever the status quo is. So she absorbs Mm -hmm. that and and mixed her with her own little identity and all of that, man. But I know what is waiting for her. So I try to uh, equip her with the balance of patience and Mm -hmm. compassion for people who might not get it as quick as she does, Mm -hmm. you know, who might not be as witty or, or, you know, as intuitive as she is because she's very precocious, but she's teaching me a lot about females just by learning to be patient and understanding with her. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then even with her having such a strong character about herself that unfortunately as she begins to get older, she's probably going to deal with the whole she's an angry yep. black woman thing. Absolutely. So how do you have a plan in place to deal with that? Uh, it's something you should be thinking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get married. I'm get married. Oh, that's your plan, and you're going to let the wife deal with it. it. Okay, Baby, there you go. (laughs) You could talk to her about that. (laughs) I mean, unfortunately, that is the society that we live in that, you know, as Black women, we are faced with a lot of stereotypes. Like, they, you know, they tell us to fight for what we want, fight for your your, um, seat at the table. But then when you do that, when you don't back up and when you refuse to just settle, then people Mm -hmm. label you as angry. So how do we get around that? No, I do. I think uh, one of the things I raise her with is, again, you got to know what it is that you're trying to attain and, and complete and how it is that you're going to get it. I don't think the angry black man or angry black woman in the fullness of that, what that represents, gets anything done. So I think that, I do think that knowing how to communicate and uh, articulate whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish is important. I think educating her about the realities of the world and how she's viewed is, Mm -hmm. uh, is something that's going to be necessary. But also not shying away from, listen, I think that this is a power sh- power trip that's happening in this situation. Or I think that you might be, be, be being discriminated against, telling her the truth about that reality and not right. shying away from it. And then helping her to strategize, okay, well, 
well, daddy, how do I deal with this? Okay, well, here's what I think you need to do. Here's how I think you need to go at it, you know, and really just helping to build a plan to do that. But also just affirming her and her identity, which is so important for her to know that she is qualified. She's not less than. And, you know, the opportunities that she wants, she will get them if she continues to work for them and walk out righteously. So those are the things that I want to instill in her. And I think for Black women, I think knowing the truth about who you are and what you have access to mm-hmm. and, and being ready to be patient enough to get it because they're going to throw everything at you. They're going to, um, you know, say that you're the, the, the angry black woman uh, or busting a Monique out against. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, all of those kinds of things. I think that that's going to be a reality that you have to deal with. But I think what also is missing is building an alliance with the strong black man. Like we have to be able to say, you know what, bro or love, whoever, here's a situation that we need to tackle together. Here's how we need to get to whatever it is that we're trying to get to. And I need your support here. Mm -hmm. You know, I need your support here. So I think that 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 has to be because we're a team. This is home team. We have to work together to get there. You know, not uh, independent of each other. So. I, to- I absolutely agree. I mean, you just pouring out all the liquid gold today. <laughs> that is such good stuff. So listen, I know you, you have a book and yeah. I, I have not read it yet, but can you just tell us a little bit about what mm-hmm. the book includes? I know it's his love letters to mm-hmm. her. So mm-hmm. what inspired mm-hmm. you to write the book and what message are you hoping that women will take away from it? Right. Okay, great. Uh, well, as you, as you, as I said earlier, I'm an artist. I started off, you know, as a hip hop artist, which was writing songwriters and different things like that. And I saw kind of the impact of what words really do. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted to uh, start connecting with my audience just off of the stage and start to build stuff that they could keep with them. Because you can keep playing a song, but there's something about when you put it in a book. So I decided to start writing. This is one of a few books that'll be coming out. But this one in particular, as I said, as you know, I have a daughter. And when she came into the world, I felt I felt powerless. I felt powerless for everything that we're, we're talking about because I knew the kind of things that were waiting for her. I knew the uh, stereotypes. I knew the attacks. I knew the uh, possibility of her being hurt or harmed. Or I had a conversation with God and I was like, man, I was like, God, I feel like, yo, this is, I've raised boys, you know, but this one is different. This, this one is different. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do this one, you know? And what he said to me, he said, listen, all I need you to do is to um, pour my truth into her and she'll uh-huh. be okay. She'll uh-huh. be okay. And so what better way to do that this, than, than in a, uh, a love letter? So each day, not just my daughter, but God's daughters get a uh-huh. letter, letter that is written to them daily. And it's a daily affirmation, but it's a letter. It's in letter form. And it's God. Um, it's from the p- biblical point of view is God, mm-hmm. Jesus, the spirit of God. And then it ends off with her husband. So mm-hmm. the assumption is, is by the time you get to your husband on a man, you know, you're destined to be with. By the time he starts speaking to you, all he's going to do is echo everything that you've already heard. Love so, it. So if it doesn't sound like that, then he's not that guy. Wow. So. You know, so that it takes you through a 31 day devotional process of uh-huh. that, 
you know, you can journal in it. There's journal sections and you, cause it's a reflection cause God writes you, you can write him back and just kind of build this level of intimacy, you know, with you and, you know, your creator. So that's what I that love is. it. It sounds amazing. I'm definitely going to have to check it out. So it's available on Amazon. Yes. Yes. Uh, you can also check out the website, uh, his love letters for her dot com okay. um you know you can google it it's everywhere uh via amazon barnes and noble and a couple other bookstores okay we definitely we're definitely going to check it out so before we wrap it up i have a few rapid fire questions mm-hmm. that, I, that i want to ask Chicken. so the very first one if you could tell your daughter one thing about being a black woman what would that be you're powerful beyond measure yes you can't finish my sentences <laughs> Look, I want her to know this. <laughs> Come meet your black auntie. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's it. That was it. Okay, number two. How does Rob define strength? Wow, that's a good one. How does Rob define strength? The ability to sacrifice. The ability to sacrifice. Elaborate. I think, when I think about strength, I, f- I think about love, right? And real love is, is self-sacrificial. And it takes real strength to do that beyond just thinking it. It takes everything that you have to be self-sacrificial. So when I think about strength, I think about what it really takes to sacrifice yourself. I like that. That's good. Okay, last one. And this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Ideal mate. What does I- that look like for you? Ideal mate? Mm-hmm. Mm, how much time do we have? <laughs> 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 no, I think... I think for me, um, uh, God-fearing woman, I think faith is important Absolutely. Um, for the reason of, you know, I think our belief on where we go when we die, it's, it's, it's just a commonality that right. feel like it's important for me. I think loving is, uh, I think, um, a desire to serve, help others, mm-hmm. love, loves children, strong, absolutely a strong, mm-hmm. black, strong black woman. I will co-sign that. I, I like mm-hmm. a strong, strong woman who is very um, uh, smart, supportive, but also, um, you know, has a, a desire to see things change in the world from her point of view as well. Those are probably my tops right there. Okay. Well, ladies, we can- y'all heard it here. Yeah, we can figure out the cooking and everything. <laughs> I know how to cook, so that's not like on the and top. And Rob knows how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> and he takes care of his kids, too. <laughs> and he takes care of his kids. That's a big plus. Yes. Okay, last thing. Before we, before we get out of here, what are final words that you want to leave for our listeners? Like, what is the one thing you want them to take mm-hmm. away from our conversation today? Oh, uh, I think... Um, Let's work together. I I really feel like, um, you know, it's important that we fight for our family. Uh, Nobody is going to fight for our family. They're not trying to see us win. You see what's Mm -hmm. happening. You see what's happening to black boys and black men uh, across the world. This is a problem, you know, so it's an attack on our family. So I just I feel like women who are strong, use your superpowers to fight for the family. Um, for the uh, legacy that we have that is afforded to us. So definitely, I, I feel like let's fight together. Let's not fight, let's fight together. I like that. All right, Rob. Well, it has been such a pleasure talking to you. I have had a really good time. Like I said, you've been pouring out liquid gold, the 
into our time. Absolutely. So thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for the invite. And I'm looking forward to many more opportunities to connect with you. Absolutely. All right, guys, we are out of here. See you on the other side. Oh, real quick. Can we drop social media handles or is that we drop? Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, Look yeah. at you doing yeah. my job. Listen, listen. I'm sorry. Go it's ahead. Cool. By all you, means. Yes. You can uh, follow me on uh, <laughs> uh, social media platforms at made to be free, be free, B-F-R-E-E, no E in between Instagram, Facebook. They're all the same. The, uh, his love letters for her.com at his love letters for her. And uh, I love to connect with you. All right, Rob, we're out of here. All right. Peace. <laughs>